This week is uh, episode 14 of the Landscape Mode, and on the episode is, of course, Ike. Hello. And myself, Justin McGann, and with us we have our special guest this week. Hi, I'm Manoj. Manoj. Manoj works with us here at, here at Move Lab. Um, and this week he's going to come on the podcast and we're going to talk about smart TVs, uh, tablets, and they're increasing while, while Apple is making smaller tablets, everyone else is making larger and larger tablets. And then we're going to talk about Apple's uh, big win. They released some numbers for the App Store this, this year, and it's, it's impressive. People are making money building apps. So I, I, we've been talking about Firefox OS. We've been pushing Firefox OS in a way that you might assume that we either were paid by or worked next to the Mozilla Foundation's headquarters. <laughs> uh, only one of those is true. <laughs> uh, Firefox has now made its way to televisions by Panasonic, or will be coming out soon, televisions by Panasonic. Yeah, all of the, all the, the smart... Can we stop calling just like regular electronics smart? Can we just call them like televisions? But to me, smart TV is like 2001 when when smart meant like you didn't have to only look at your cable box. There's no name for it now. What do we call it? I don't know what to call it. But there's televisions. Like smartphone, I can understand. Smart TV. Well, it's just honestly, it's, it's just a computer on a TV, really, and then it's actually a very dumb computer on a TV it because it's had... a very dumb computer. This is yeah. the thing. It's not like. These are operating systems, but they don't even have like the processor power to have no, a But who cares? Browser. All you need is a browser like Firefox. They, have, they do. It's. I don't even think it's going to have JavaScript enabled. So on the TV, yeah. I probably should not actually. Yeah, it's going to be really. Do you, just, do you want to be page jacked while you're on a television? <laughs> I would like. <laughs> how important is it that we? have smart TVs in a day when I can just send my, I have carry on a phone, a tablet, and a laptop, and I can just send my screen to my television at all times. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, I think if you are a TV manufacturer, it's important because you feel left out. It's, it's one of those things where I feel like the marketing hype is really, like, is strongly there. So, like, if, you're, if your TV does not have a smart operating system, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that counts against your TV in the sea of all TVs that do. Yeah, But, like, honestly, consumers are mostly just using it as a projector. Right. right. That's the thing. It's like it's we've just seen a monitor. either, like, smart TVs or, like, the Apple TV or Google TV or whatever. And really, the, the, the best solution that I've seen so far is just Google Chromecast because really all I want to do is send something that's on my computer to my yeah. television. Which you can also do with Apple TV. I use, actually, I do use Apple TV. I have the Chromecast as well. But now that the Mavericks updates... You can. You don't have to mirror. You can just send it as a second monitor. Yeah. Apple TV's. TV's I mean, look, really there good, are. But there that's are... how I use it for the Apple TV now. I don't use any of the channels or anything. All the media originates from my laptop or or a tablet. Very rarely my phone, but sometimes my phone. Mm -hmm. But I don't use the channels or any of that stuff. Yeah. We have a smart TV that has a Netflix application, but we just connected our computer to it and used Netflix from there. Because right. honestly, it's just yes. easier. And there's and probably two other ways. It's probably also on your Blu-ray machine. Oh yeah, it's on it's our PS3, on... it's on like whatever. But the input is really, I mean, the simplicity of the Apple TV is awesome. The directional pad, the menu, the play. But I, if I'm searching for something, I'm not 
It's right. awful. I, I just want to find it on my laptop in three seconds and send it to the TV. And that's the biggest thing, right? Because like in terms of like searching for stuff, TVs are not really made for that. You don't want to sit there with a remote control like flipping through things. It's not very... No, it's, it's nice intuitive. to type on the device in your hand, though. Like, you can with Apple Remote. You can on Google Chrome, you know, the Chromecast. Mm -hmm. And you're typing on your laptop. Yeah, you're yeah. typing on your local device. And right. Firefox, there right. are... Firefox tablets are coming out. You have Firefox phones and a Firefox TV. If you could be, like, if you lived in Spain or Venezuela, you could be a Firefox household. Yeah, well, I see the purpose of, of an operating <clears throat> system. I just don't like the fragmentation of like, oh, this is something else I'm gonna put apps on. I don't wanna put an app on my television. I wanna have an app on my tablet or phone or my computer and s use the television as a display. All, all the operating system needs to do is, is connect to my devices. Yeah, and so ZTE, the, the manufacturer of the, there was, so far there's been exactly one Firefox phone that's out. The ZTE phone, that's usually orange, doing well in Latin America and Spain. So ZTE has announced that it's done so well, I guess it's gotten about 12% market share in Venezuela and done very well in Spain. They're announcing higher-end version Firefox phones, and other manufacturers are now going to do Firefox phones. And there's uh, this company, Envia, that's making motherboards with Firefox OS embedded for sort of like a um, Raspberry Pi for Firefox people. Uh, so it's, it seems like it's actually a real OS. It could it could be a third o a third or fourth OS. Uh, you have a Firefox phone, right? I, yeah. How do you like it? Uh, it's not my primary phone because I have to run around San Francisco with my Apple sure. iPhone. But it's because really otherwise you'd be shaved by the masses. Right. Right. The iPhone also costs six hundred. Even the the quote unquote cheap iPhone costs in excess of five hundred. Probably six hundred dollars right. is the real cost. Right. Right. Unsubsidized. And my Firefox yep. phone is $45 now, and that's it. You own it outright. Right. So for less than a tenth of the money, it is certainly more than a tenth of the functionality. It's like 80% of the iPhone. Well, so then what, do you swap your SIM card out? How does, this, <laughs> how does the, the working two phones go? I have, I mean, I, you could do that, but I personally just have a pay 20 bucks for a lot, for three months of minutes on my Firefox phone. Because I would just want to play with it. But it's certainly for most people who own it, it's their main phone. And it and it's their first smartphone. You know, people who are graduating from feature phone who don't have a lot of money yeah. or live in places. Right, where, that's you know, why it's, a, yeah. it's making so much ground. That's actually really interesting because it's going to set the pace in terms of, like, the expectations of what people want on a smartphone if all these, like... Yeah. yeah, people want to pay less than six hundred dollars. Right. Uh, I wasn't even talking about the price, but I was talking about the user interface. Because Firefox is in a good position in terms of like, it's really nice. All these third world countries who are, yeah, using it. This is their first smartphone. Mm -hmm. They get to like define what right. it the, means. The same way that Apple defined what a smartphone it does and is supposed to do in America, they right. can do that internationally. Exactly. And there was, like I live in the Mission in San Francisco, where apparently half of all crimes are related to someone stealing your smartphone. Oh yeah, the, it. New, have you seen the New York numbers? They, when they talk about crime, uh, they abstract iPhone. Yeah. So that they can say that crime rate has gone down when you exclude the fact that people are getting I'm sure. But yeah. there, so that you know, it's the thing. Like, don't ever take out your phone in the mission, especially after dark. So there's an older woman who was like on her phone on the corner in the mission last night, and I noticed that it was basically a cheap Nokia phone. And no one even cared about her. Like that's the other advantage of the Firefox phone is that it's only forty five bucks. No one is gonna like 
bother to rob you. Well, I don't know about that. Fewer people. I think yeah. I think they just see if someone is going to rob you, they just see smartphone, and then they're disappointed. When I think they, they see it's not. They <laughs> see it's not, not iPhone. An they're like, it's not an yeah, iPhone. But forget it. But to most people, not an iPhone and a smartphone just means Android, which are also valuable. Oh yeah, maybe that's true. Um, well, so speaking of uh, new devices. Well, so, Justin, what was happening at, what was what are the highlights of the CES show? Were oh, you just, following that? just all sorts of smart televisions, everyone. This is the WebOS Firefox. WebOS, as in the old Palm yeah. OS, is back on TVs. Uh, yeah, everyone's, that and uh, cars. Like, these are the two operating systems that we need to shake out in the next handful of oh, years yeah because and a car android is, is supposed to be working on an, uh, a version of their operating system for cars and these are the, the two places after the television that's interesting that you yeah remember your, that a few episodes back we discussed how android is the most hacked operating system that can be taken over remotely it'd be really awesome to have it running your car it's not running <laughs> it's, it's a display it's connected to the speakers. It's connected to okay. So you it's could not you. You could drive around and control are not people's contr- music. Right. You force them to listen to like old Kylie Minogue. You're not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna freeze and, and take you off a cliff or anything. Yeah, but your GPS could. Yeah. Ooh, that is true. That is true. And WebOS, the old, on LG TVs, I guess. I'm not sure which one WebOS is. This is TechCrunch has mm-hmm. whatever day they just had like seven. And it was just everyone, and tap- every television needs an op- everything needs a, an operating system now, including your television. coffee table. Coffee tables, yes. There is now okay, so there is a now a coffee table, that is there. There is a coffee table that's as big as, uh, or sorry, a tablet that is made into a coffee table that stands up. It's by I- Ibis or Isis or something. Well, this is not new though, right? Uh, Microsoft came out with. The original Microsoft Surface a long time ago, mm-hmm. which they like pushed to restaurants and things right. like that. Oh yeah, it was on a table. Yeah, I do remember that. Right. Well, and then HP pushed their touchscreen computer, but that was stand up. Right. That was not. Yep. But the 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 picture of the people using it, oh, just like hovering, like leaning over the table, it gives me a. I, it makes me want to sit up straight just looking at that. Like, like, yes, I know. <laughs> the picture like, is awful. And the table is also so. It's basically just slapped on square on top of the table. It reminds you somewhat of the very popular meme that passed that was passed around maybe a month ago, the Fox News Room. Right. They. Oh, what show was it? It was. Uh, it was on every blog, basically. Yeah. It was. Fox News, whatever, they rebuilt Shepard Smith's uh, show, and they had these people that worked in the background, and they just worked on these massively huge tablets, and it was, it looked like it was from the set of Spaceballs. It, oh it was God. absolutely ridiculous, and they were trying to pretend like they were doing reporting and, like, checking things on Twitter. If they're so gigantic that it's, it, lengthwise, it's almost as big as the entire person's body, but it's in landscape mode, so to speak, and they are taught, like grabbing across these giant, giant <laughs> tablets. For oh some reason, God. like... Was this... Did you say this was Fox, or...? Yeah, yeah this is actually the real <laughs> setup of I the feel newsroom like, on Fox. I feel like that's kind of, like, competing with, like... I don't, I don't know if it's CNN or what, but they have, like, those 3D... 
CNN, yeah, they did oh, went all out with the three D like holograms on the elections and the, like, right. Yeah. And voters were popping up. And but this is like a permanent part of someone's daily job to sit in front of a tablet that's as big as the front of a refrigerator. No, well, no, there's no way no, they're using those during no, the day. No, it's, I think they're just, they, they look like they're just props on They're that's, actually just props. Before the show, everyone's back in the newsroom working on a laptop. Well, they're, they're maybe props, but they are functional like, tablets. They are they're functional. actually manufactured by like this sure. room tablet company. But, but like, what is up with newsrooms trying to like one-up each other on technology? Well, just, I don't understand. Be, like, they, I guess they feel like if they're on the cutting edge, it makes them look like they're up on things, so they're good. But it's like tablets are very hot now. You must have tablets them everywhere. are. I mean, tablets are great. I, I love my tablet. I use my ta my tablet has taken my laptop usage down, and it's taken my phone usage down. So Lenovo, at home, I use my laptop uh, my tablet all the time. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I was surprised when I went home for Christmas. My family, who's fairly non technological, all had tablets and were no longer using laptops. And, you know, like in San Francisco, we think about, oh, everyone's using a tablet, no one's using a laptop. People really are switching to tablets. Like, in the, this was the first year where there was a double-digit decline in the sale of laptops or, and or desktop mm -hmm. PCs. It makes sense. So you can have a tablet as big as, almost as big as the Fox tablets at home. Lenovo makes a 27-inch and Samsung, this was announced at CES, I guess. Samsung, that way you can stand in front of your tablet and It kind of reminds me of that. Did you guys ever see that, uh, I think it was a Conan O'Brien skit, of the iPad Mega Mini Max Pro? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's this skit that came out when uh, Apple introduced the iPad Mini. Uh -huh. And they were like, well, we're not just introducing the iPad Mini, we're introducing the iPad Mini Max, and then the iPad Mini Max Mega, and the iPad Mini Max Mega Micro. It sounds it like, like Samsung's, it's Samsung's yeah. product line. There's like they yeah. have like twenty tablets. They just want to see what one becomes popular. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, like how many? I understand you can make a screen as big or as small as you want. Like, what are you adding to the benefit? Like, what? what, what Samsung are you doesn't care. Their it's, product strategy is we will make any totally weird product yeah. and we'll just keep making all these weird products and see which one people buy. It's like the opposite of Apple, which is we'll make one product one. and it's perfect. That's really interesting. It's kind it's of like... It's one product. Maybe not perfect, but it's one product. <laughs> it's one product. <laughs> it's one product. <laughs> well, and they, their goal is to right. make it perfect. It is per In their eyes, it Samsung's is Samsung's not even trying. Right. They're like, just make a 30-inch tablet, put a keyboard on it, and an antenna, and, and it's a phone, too, and see if someone buys it. It's fascinating. It's kind of like they're doing, they're doing a study. Yes, they're yeah. doing a market yeah. study by giving us By actually hardware. doing everything. Yes, yeah. they put it in Best Buy to see if you buy it. Yeah. It's like they don't want to invest on like user uh, user cases. Yeah, and they can do it now because they're all running HTML5. They can all run the same apps. The apps might look totally bizarre at twenty seven inches, but there's already there is software for it. They don't have right. to come up with a software ecosystem, right? Which uh, is doing very well considering Apple. This is just incredible to me. Apple sold ten billion dollars worth of apps this year, and iOS app developers. Made fifteen billion. Apple paid those developers fifteen billion. You know the apps paid right, out fifteen right. billion from in-app purchases and from actual sale of the apps. That that I twenty-five mean, billion doesn't even count the amount that all the whole the whole universe of the economy of 
consulting firms who built the apps. Right. Uh, no, it is impressive. It's a big number, but it's only because we're calling them apps. If we just said software, which is what it is, it's like, oh, there was $15 billion sold of software. That makes sense. We live in an age of technology. But because they're apps, and it's like, and especially our introduction to apps, like my first apps on my iPhone were really like crappy, like the golf swing one yeah. where you just like... And free, actually. Right. They yeah. were free and they were advertisement-based. And so now we're surprised that people are making money off of apps. And no, it's just software for a device that you... Hmm. For a yeah. computer that you carry around. And like when you look at some apps, like you can buy a really sophisticated game, which took probably took like a large team of developers, a whole consulting firm, everything. Um, for however many, how, however much that probably costs, you can buy that for like three dollars. Yeah, that's that is amazing to me. Like some amazing games are under like five, six bucks. Yeah, so it's like there's tons of people buying these these apps, but like it's not that they're they're not insignificant in the sense of software, as as you said. Like these are real development. Like you could see those games are more sophisticated than games that were created for like. What I find amazing, PSX. like the $15 billion that developers earned just from the sale price of these apps, they went not to like, you know, big corporate developers, but they went to like people working in their house, wherever. Okay. It's, it's $15 billion paid out to ordinary developer people. That's amazing to me. It's Is like, there, how do you, how can you tell the difference? Well, you know, you just figure who writes apps. There's a, it's a bigger traditional software coming. You know, you buy it. A big corporation buys it. Costs a lot of money, or the money goes to Adobe. Mm-hmm. Anybody can write an app. So some significant part of the fifteen billion just went to like teenagers writing apps or whoever. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing part. Right. It's a lot easier to get your app into the iTunes marketplace than it was to get your game on the shelves of Best Buy yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. And you can make real money, not just like a few cents. And I guess the disparity is a little bit odd because, like, as I mentioned, you can buy a very sophisticated game for like $3, but you can also buy a very crappy app for like 50 cents. Or is the, is the minimum price 99 cents? I think 99 99, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like if you want to charge anything, you have to charge 99 cents. So you can make a very like simple <laughs> but yes. like solid app. Like any developer can make a very simple and solid app, and if they want to charge anything, it's a 99 cents minimum. So there's such a... Yep such a small gap in terms of money, but development efforts are completely different. Yeah. And I guess it's the first year that app, there's some metric, however they spin this, that the, that the Google Play Store is generating as much revenue in under some calculations as Apple's store. Yeah, I've, I don't know, those numbers are hard to, I know that now they've caught up, more people have downloaded apps from uh, Yes. On Android apps, I don't know if they're con- uh, if they're combining the Android marketplace and Google Play. There, really it was fuzzy. such a tortured wording from Google that it, it, obviously there wasn't some straightforward win, but it was like the number of paid apps that and if we it, take just the right perspective. Yes, on it. there, were, but it's somewhere near like it's it's succeeding, and Firefox now has paid apps also. Firefox OS, you can buy apps for a buck, it just as mm-hmm. you can with Apple. But it's, there was a, I, I know someone who's sort of a senior officer at a company here in San Francisco who was thinking about leaving his job to write apps because you can make you can a make, decent living. You can, as long as you make something very simple that is like solid and like looks good and charge 99 cents for it, people will buy it. Mm-hmm. And then like if, if you have a lot of people buying it, then you make a ton of money. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And you, 
we're figuring things out. The user experience of apps are getting better. I feel like I couldn't spend more than five minutes with any app a couple years ago. Yeah. Now the so much better. The interface, the gestures. I don't know if you've used the quiz app, Quiz Up. What's Quiz Up? It's just some pointless quiz game where you can take short quizzes with your friends. Whatever. If you like quizzes, it's a good app for you. I've only played it with like my 11-year-old sister <laughs> doing like Disney game quizzes when I was home on holidays. But I the, the app's whatever. But the interface and the usability of it is amazing. I agree. The, I mean, the frameworks now, the app-building frameworks, the UI frameworks are becoming so slick... And we just know how people use their smartphones yes. now. Yep. We know just menus are so much better where they can slide out from the side. It's just a much better experience. It also using makes apps. using desktop apps a total pain because those aren't being mm-hmm. revved. Yeah, but desktop's still stuck behind like old technology of like people want to use a mouse, people want to use a touchpad. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're working with deficiencies there. <clears throat> um. So we're about at time. Uh, do you guys have any closing words? Aside from the fact that we would like everyone to tune in. Build build apps, but don't build apps for coffee table tablets. Yes, no. Yeah. no that's that's no. the moral of this story today. This the I I've been wondering what happens. You know when you use an iPhone app and you blow it up to two X on the iPad. <laughs> what do you do? Eight X on the on, yes. on the coffee table. It's your uh, giant retro eight bit look for your average. Yeah, app. but now we can make coffee table app books for coffee table tablets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I also like the coffee table fa- tablets that you see appear to be like two inches thick. <laughs> I mean, I would much rather just make a coffee table out of several iPads and then just connect them to each other. That's yeah, so that, that they show one, one huge image. Yeah. Um. So please keep your cards and letters and mostly emails coming. Uh, go I'm, on iTunes, subscribe, share share the link with your friend. Yes, please go on iTunes and or subscribe friends if you have more than one. Yes, subscribe to the landscape mode on i on iTunes and send the link. To everyone in your social networks. Everyone. Um, until next week, I am Ike DiLorenzo. I'm Justin McGann. And I'm Manoj Uh And this is The Landscape Mode.